Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Daria. Talking to me? Hello and welcome to Arya Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones adjacent podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Ben Vanell. I'm a comedian from Melbourne and I'm joined by Adam Knox, a comedian from a city in England. Uh, well, at the moment, yeah. We're, so we're in Melbourne <laughs> right now and I'll be back in Melbourne again one day. One day. One September day. will come back across the seas. I'll, I'll quickly show up because someone <laughs> forgot about my plane. I'm oh, sure and, you'll jetpack over. That was yeah. what they were saying, yeah. Uh, no, you're right, a bloody dragon, mate. <laughs> So we're recording this a couple weeks in advance of when this is coming out. We're doing a little preview before House of the Dragon starts. Thank you very much for joining us. If this is your first time listening as well, we're uh, go go listen to the um, Game of Thrones ones, I guess. Yeah, Uh, and then. I'll be doing a couple from the UK, which is going to be weird for <laughs> the next location. couple of weeks. <laughs> Literally in a park, probably for one of them, because yep. the episodes weirdly weren't scheduled with my particular hotel uh, mm. arrangements mm. in mind. That's right. Knox is doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which go see him if you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, it'll still right? be this, on. This will still be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, w- what I'll be doing partly over there is watching House of the Dragon, mm. which is just the name. It's not Game of Thrones. Colon House of the Dragon or like a Song of Ice and Fire. It's just House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Which I think <laughs> is one of the weirder shows yeah. I'm thinking more and more to ever have existed. Right. Game of Thrones is in such an odd place culturally now where it's I, I see a lot of people talking about it like it is it they forgot about it immediately. Right. We, again, maybe this is your first time listening to this. We went through and watched all the episodes, quick succession, mm-hmm. before the last season yes. of Game of Thrones. So we marathoned them. Well, we watched one a week for a year. Yep. And then it lined up right perfectly with start of season eight. Which I think we, in general, kind of enjoyed more than a lot of people, I think largely partly because we were doing this. Yeah, I think so. I think watching it with that kind of um, analytical part of your brain on oddly helped yes the the some of the le- the floppier elements of that last couple of seasons. I think so. I think we tracked a lot of these um, the character development stuff that could have been missed, right? Like we were drilling down on everything that happened and we were like, oh, right. Daenerys, every time that she showed herself to be a little bit selfish. We'd make a point of discussing that because we were discussing everything in the episode. And, and we knew that that was like the direction the show had been pointing towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, it's so weird looking back on that last season now and just how much general hate there is. We might have talked mm. about this for a little bit on like the little tiny bonus episode thing we did when the trailer for this right. came out. But so I'm fascinated to see where this show lands, how much goodwill it's given or not given. Right. 
in in as it as it's coming out and like how much scrutiny these people must feel like they're under too. Yeah. Producing this show. Yeah. Um, we watched a couple of behind the scenes things and maybe we'll talk about the trailer later, but the behind the scenes thing I thought was very interesting, especially. Man, it was crazy. It was yeah. like an apology video in some yeah. ways where like one of those fucking YouTube cunts sits down with like <laughs> a full cup of coffee and goes, I wish I didn't have to make this video. <laughs> I didn't really know what grooming was as a concept. <laughs> um, I didn't I, see the power dynamic difference. You know, I thought that was why we all got into this, <laughs> and for an error, it was. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so Miguel. I Sapo- hate Minecraft, <laughs> and I was doing it because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it for the babes. Uh, so yeah, literal. B- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miguel Sapochnik, who is a TV director, directed a bunch of Game of Thrones, a bunch of great episodes. I feel like the larger scale ones, right? I think he did Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, they showed a little clip of that in yeah. this like um, three-minute-long little behind-the-scenes piece they put yes. together that we just watched. And then Ryan Condal? Something like that. Is that his name? Who was a writer? Uh they were like, yeah, it's so good to um, have this chance to, you know, make a show that's faithful to the material and and it doesn't, you know, what do they say? It's not different for different sake or something like that. There are a couple, I forget specifically what they were, but there are a couple of pointed lines where they were like... We want to respect George's vision, stuff mm, like that. And like, they made a point of showing that he was obviously involved, but like directly involved and he said something that I wish I could remember what it was that was... That it was, happened less than five minutes ago. I know. Ago. <laughs> my memory is fucked these days hey, and it's uh, not going to help with a recap <laughs> podcast. I also don't remember. <laughs> he said something where I was like, bitch. Right. <laughs> right. I remember that so, word <laughs> passing through my Something hand. like it's good to be working with two people who, yeah, you can trust to stay faithful to your vision. Something like that, Something right? like a very, hey, we also think that they... Fucked up the last season. Right. Whether or not they truly believe that right, is right. up for debate because, but I mean, it seems like the public opinion on those two, at the very least, Benioff and Wise has turned enough yeah. that they became tainted. Yep. Hollywood wise. Like they had a Star Wars trilogy they were going to fucking film yeah. that they lost seemingly off the back of. The poor reception, at least, to and, Game of Thrones. And I feel like their um, response to that reception was very defensive and right. very dismissive and seemed to indicate sort of this undercurrent of like, oh, the whole time we kind of were just waiting to, you know, run it, run its course and uh, take our paycheck and go do something else, right. right? There was a lot of like, yeah, we rushed through the last season because we're bored of we doing Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, was, it was a weird thing with that last season because early on in the eighth season i think we were like this feels a bit rushed Mm. and people like fuck you it's the greatest show ever (laughs) then by the end we were like oh they did an okay job of that people were like fuck you it's the worst show ever (laughs) that's exactly what happened so track our itunes reviews (laughs) honestly benny off and wiser bang on the money (laughs) yep yep (laughs) but no like it the, the the night king stuff was a thread that didn't get resolved as far as I'm concerned. It uh, got abandoned. And we're not book readers, but apparently, I'm sure we've probably covered this at some point, yeah. Night King wasn't in the books. Right. Wholly invented for the show. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, and I, I'd forgotten that if I mm. had learned it again in the past. Uh, and and that was the, the, the gist of the thing that George R. R. Martin was saying was something along with like the parts of the show that I didn't 
like as much. Right. That so it's weird giving your baby over to foster parents because they might not make something good. Yeah, I've yeah. recalled that that's pretty much that what was he his said. An, that was his analogy. Yeah, yeah. So and it it did seem like he was talking about that last bit because that wasn't his the part of his baby that he had created. Yes. That yep. was a little hat that had been put on it <laughs> by those two. And the hat said, I'm with stupid and pointed upwards, which is like, how is, oh no, there could be someone above a baby. They're quite small. Yeah. Commonly the parents. Yeah, so that would actually be the right direction to point it up. If, and it was making George look stupid. It made him, people have gone off. People were mad at him during the production yeah. of the show for not writing quick enough. There's a lot of passionate fans, some of whom may be listening to this, of of a song of ice and fire and game of thrones and mm-hmm. stuff and it's just so fascinating to see this limbo that people who are maybe overpassionate about the show and about yeah. the things and would yeah. maybe say some awful things to some people yeah the showrunners and stuff i mean not just me but yep. leave me alone also <laughs> i was gonna say the reaction to the end of our season was <laughs> you know quite, it wasn't quite as bad no, and by that, like, it was just that Night King episode where yeah. people were like, oh, 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 you fucking idiots. Yeah. And then they changed their tune into this vicious thing. It just, people are th- so confusing. Win. You can't win. And that, that, that is what is fascinating here is that we're in this limbo before people make their minds up about this. Yes. I have a feeling that House of the Dragon will end up being mildly received <laughs> yes. and mildly produced. Uh, yeah, I think I'm probably around the same yeah. in my expectations. It doesn't feel like it's got the same excitement either in, in public reception so far to the, to the manufactured hype of it yeah, or in terms of what it looks like the production's going to pull off because mm. it's a prequel to game of thrones and it's going to have the same sorts of thing of games of as game of thrones which was fresh and exciting 11 years ago yep and now has been done by a bunch of shows because it was so influential well what about some of those shows yeah so wheel of time happened and was probably marketed and pushed as being a successor in a way obviously different Team, different network, all that yeah. stuff. There was a strange kind of uh, rabid thing with this and, and the Lord of the Rings where yes. the the dropping of the ball by Game of Thrones, at least culturally towards the end of its run, yep. people took as this like snarling opportunity to get in there and, right. and, and rip up the corpse and you know then make the corpse come back to life and then have a whole plot line that goes fucking nowhere <laughs> and ends just with nothing. But Wheel of Time was awful. It felt like a Power Rangers TV show. Like sure. the action was so bad. The costumes were terrible. We recently uh, watched Warcraft for uh, our other podcast. Yeah. And it was like that. It was like every pe- item of clothing has never been worn before. It's never been touched with a, a piece of dirt. Yeah. And that was what Wheel of Time was. They did not have the authenticity to it. The Game of Thrones did have. You know, that's why right. it was easy or it was possible for some people who weren't fantasy fans to buy into it. It was like, oh, it feels like a real show, like a real, you know, gritty representation of this stuff. And that's the thing that I think other shows have picked up where like Succession is the sequel to Game of Thrones. Right. You know, like it's not the fantasy element, which uh, that Lord of the Rings, is it Rings of Power that it's called? Yes. is, Is taking on. I don't think was ever the thing that people were... As interested with in in Game of Thrones as heyday, yeah, like it, it was. I think that's why the book people might have been super into yeah. it. All of that history, all of the lore, and people got super super into that and before fantasy, the show even existed. Fantasy became more popular, yes, as as a result of that. But like 
I, it wasn't the the heart of what people liked about that show. It certainly wasn't for me as well. Like, yeah, no, not at all. The the it was the incest. <laughs> I loved it, dude. <laughs> That's why I got into these Minecraft videos in the first place, is so that I could. But so I thought I'd never have to make this video. <laughs> God, I hate those apology videos. But so like. That that thing has moved on and been in a ton of other shows. And Absolutely, that influence has moved on. The fantasy part of it is probably not the thing that to capitalize on in the same way. I feel like the same thing happened after the Lord of the Rings movies came out. Remember, there was all of the uh, you know uh, no- novel adaptations of yeah, young adult yeah. And, and fantasy stuff. And Harry and Potter was happening at the same time right, too, which right. Was, but they were all worse because Harry Potter was about sort of you know friendship. Yeah. And and growing up and stuff like that, Lord of the Rings, family, friendship, all of these sort of uh, universal themes. Yeah. And then all of the other ones were like, what if a kid um, had lightning? Yeah. What was Percy Jackson and the lightning? He st- I assume he steals lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know where I've gotten that idea from is from the last two words of the title. Yeah, which is all, the most I know about that as well. But I feel like, you know, yes, a lot of those... Books were, were created by people who were influenced by something that was maybe of a higher standard. So it's interesting watching uh, House of the Dragon come along when maybe fantasy or fantasy is definitely a more explored genre at this point and is mm-hmm. being explored by contemporary shows, which wasn't the case with Game of Thrones. Yeah, true. And the sorts of political drama, family intrigue, who's backstabbing who stuff is also in plenty of other places now. And has been... Elevated because, like, you know, soap operas have existed for 50 years, sure. But, um, the Game- fancy soap opera <laughs> that's really that's kind of fresh, yeah. that's like Mad Men onwards. The prestige soap opera, yes, absolutely. The like artisanal goat's <laughs> butter soap, yeah, that is what we're looking at, ideally that's with House right. of the Dragon again. Yeah, the thing that stuck out to me, uh, watching the trailer specifically was that it felt like succession. Yeah, like they said the word succession so many times, it was hard not to <laughs> think that. But um, it also made me more um, more endeared towards it. I watching this. So there's a sort of two and a half minute long trailer that I think went out on uh, Comic Con. It was yeah, three Comic-Con, or four yeah. weeks ago now. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, so there might be longer trailers out there and whatever. Yeah. Um, just to reiterate as well, again, if you're new or if you're like coming back and, and don't remember this. What we're going to do is mm. is talk about these shows because it is fun to analyze big shows yep. and to think about what works and what doesn't because we like shows and writing. Yes. So yep. it, it is fascinating to watch it from that point of view. The production, the, t- the production of the TV show and the presentation of the narrative and performances, script writing, yes. set design, like, you know, yeah, the, the nitty gritty of it. And the overall product. The thing that we personally aren't as interested in is the the book side of it and the 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 theorizing. The, yes, the I've not read the book that this is based off or like the short story that this is based off. Yeah. I don't really intend to. No, I think. And someone pointed out like it's only a few hundred pages. Well, sure, but I'm going to watch the show. I, and that <laughs> I think it's also the the position that most people who are going to watch this show come from. And I just yeah. think it's interesting. If you're going to make an adaptation, the 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 point of that is to present it in this way that can be standalone. Yes, so 100%. I, I, I like watching it from that point of view. So we're not going to go, hey, what do you reckon happened to 
Jimmy yep. from the books, but he's not in this? Or how come Johnny's in this, but not in the books? Uh, which ja- What's Janie up to? Janie? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to wait for it to be presented. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think... But I think... Like, I tried to listen to a few Game of Thrones podcasts back in the day, and, like, 50% of their content was, like, um, really um, overwrought and uh, leap con- conclusion jumping, yeah. um, theorizing. I, I, I never get on board with that stuff either, like, going, oh, maybe... But so Bart is actually a time traveler right. and is Abe Simpson. Because if you saw in this episode, he has that cardigan in the wardrobe. And yeah, it might just be a different cardigan. But if it was Abe's cardigan, yeah. it might indicate that Bart Simpson, it's like, ah, it's probably just the cardigan from the, they already drew it. Exactly. <laughs> what if you had that attitude, but about Matt, Smith, Matt Smith's facial expressions? Right, right. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Go in there and be like, why did he choose to act like that? Yeah. Has this guy ever been a good actor or was he the worst Doctor Who that there's been? Yeah. Including the one where they just deleted a bunch of his tapes because they didn't care about yeah. him. Yeah. Or or um, all these blonde wigs. Are they, a lot of blonde wigs are out they necessary? there. So, are they make it more or less uh, immersive? <laughs> there are three blonde families. Right. There's the... Uh, the, and now this is kind of coming from the trailer. So it, it's all new characters who are from the past in Game of Thrones ter- terms. Yeah, yes. Two or three hundred years before Game of Thrones. The um, Targaryens are on the throne still. You've got, I think his name is Damon Targaryen. That's Matt Smith. Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon <laughs> is... Which is spelt the way that demon was spelt in like old English. Right. D-A-E-M-O-N. So it's like, hey... He might be a little bit bad. Yeah. So bad boy Targaryen <laughs> yeah. is the um, successor apparent to the throne and it appears that daddy Targaryen... King Viserys. Who is meant to be quite nice, I know about right, him. I think right. he's meant to be quite a liked king. Right. He looks very likeable in the trailer. Um, Paddy Considine, a British actor playing King Viserys. And so he's going to have to... He says in the trailer, don't make me choose between my brother and my... Daughter. Daughter. Yes. And so I guess Damon is the brother then, maybe not the son. I think that... Or some shit's going on with that. Then you've also got the Valerians... <laughs> yeah. ...who also have blonde hair. Right. And then I'm yeah, assuming true. the Lannisters will still have blonde hair. Yeah, but they may not even show up. Oh, no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a bunch of blondes all bitching. This is 100% yeah. a soap opera. Yes. Um, You've also got the Hightower family. Um, who were they? Because these are names I remember from Game of Thrones, right. but they, they weren't necessarily in play, uh, prominent places, which is exciting. Right, yeah, yeah. So Otto Hightower is played by <laughs> Reese Iffens. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, who's naturally, naturally blonde, but may have brown hair in this. Um, Olivia Cook is Alicent Hightower, uh, da, 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 probably some others. So, were the Hightower something to do with the um, who was Natalie Dormer? What, what what was that house called again? The Flower Guys. Yeah, the Flower Ones. <laughs> the Tyrells. The Tyrells. I feel like the Tyrells maybe lived at Hightower or something like that. High Garden. High Garden. I think Hightower might have been in that flashback with like. Um, the bloody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tower. With young Ned Stark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, the, and uh, young Jon Snow. Very young Jon Snow. <laughs> yes. So that's the other kind of production-y thing that's happened. Because uh, So post-Game of Thrones ending... Yep. And us... I don't... Re- again, remember how much we did in that little tiny episode we did, but 
there were the the multiple shows that were going to be made. There was the one with uh, what's her name from Naomi King Kong. Uh, yeah, she was gonna <laughs> Jack Black <laughs> be um, maybe in one of them that were got scrapped. Yep. And this is the one that got made. And then they're also talking now, kind of realistically, it sounds like about doing a post Game of Thrones Jon Snow spinoff where he's up north just getting into scrapes. Yeah. Which apparently is an idea that came from Kit Harrington, and he's executive producing it. Like he is. Um, he is uh, pushing this along. And his idea was, how come I don't get more movie roles now? Right. <laughs> so go make your own work, I guess. Hey, whoops! we created a podcast so we'd have something to do. Um, um, so let me see if I can find some <gasps> details on this. Um, Major Dispatch from The Hollywood Reporter reveals that Game of That's Thrones... That's a great name. <laughs> Major Dispatch here from The Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I've got news. General uh, Interest is here to cover some more everyday stuff. According to Hollywood Reporter, Kit Harrington will return to the role that nabbed him two Emmy nominations. Crazy that he got nominated, but okay. In a live-action spin-off series centred on the fan-favourite character, Jon Snow. Right. Um, this uh, article is from July 12th, so this is actually more recent than the last time I read about this. Okay. So this uh, apparently sounds like it's confirmed to be happening. I'm so interested. I I think a lot would be riding on how this series is received. Yeah. Because I'm, I think that it's not impossible that this puts Game of Thrones back on the map. I think if they make this show decent. It's what they're aiming for. It feels like everything in that sort of, you know, the, the behind the scenes thing we watched and obviously the hopes and dreams of everyone working on the show. Yeah. And George R. R. Martin is that yeah this is a revitalization of a show that everyone loved for seven eight nine years before the final season hey there everybody it's Adam and Ben here from the podcast Aria talking to me you might not have heard from us in a little while but here we are (laughs) popping up in the middle of some other podcast to talk about Manscaped that's right this uh, show's about dragons this ad's about mans hey you know something I'm probably going to say a bunch during House of the Dragon that man's caped Oh, fuck. And then you'll go, you know what that sounds like? And I'll be like, no, it doesn't sound like anything. I'm just saying what I mean. Yeah, you'll force me to go on to the next topic. <laughs> um, yeah, we are sponsored by Manscaped. We'll be sponsored uh, every week by the wonderful folks at Manscaped. And, um, oh, this is a good little reminder for everyone in Australia. Father's Day is coming up. Sure. Are there different Father's Days in different countries? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, Australian Father's Day <laughs> yep. uh, is in... Early September or something? Sure. Yeah. You know what fathers have, including what? yours listening at home, genital hair. They've got pubis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have done a, um, now that I've, I'm staring at it being Father's Day, we should have done a like a family politics Game of Thrones, like if you want to take a blade to your father. Oh. No, what we should have done is something different and then stop ourselves in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> to do that Manscaped is uh, a very uh, high quality pubic hair focused razor thing Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, We've been using them for years Grooming uh, it, Yes, it's men's grooming products uh, They have something called the Lawnmower 4.0 Which is their electric razor um, we, uh, we have been lucky enough to, be, to, to use them before Thanks to uh, working with Manscaped on another show And it's literally the best electric razor I've ever owned or used Same 
and um, uh, it's it's a good present that you can get. You can get yourself like this thing called the performance package, which yep. includes that lawnmower, and uh, you can get a nose and hair, nose hair and ear hair trimmer. Yep. All these like ball deodorants and stuff, little leather pouch. That's right. That's right. Good quality leather pouch. But here's the thing as well that I would say: Father's yeah. Day is coming up, and yep. absolutely, this company's called Manscaped. Mm-hmm. You can use this to chop anybody's hair. That's right. Doesn't have to be, dude. I use this shit on my face. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I use, got the f- a ball sack styled face. <laughs> yeah, he and does. And it works perfectly. He does. We'll have to put up a photo of uh, Knox's ball sack well, style We're not face. allowed. That's why I'm not really on social media. <laughs> yeah. My face keeps getting deleted because yeah. it looks like a ball sack if I trim it with the fine products from the people at Manscaped. If only Elon had bought Twitter, we'd have been able to have ball sack photos everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it is the perfect gift. Um, it does come in a little nice little uh, gift baggy thing, um, and <laughs> should I read some of their quote unquote funny copy? Ah, I think <laughs> I think we've gotten the idea across. <laughs> okay, well, treat your dad and yourself, uh-huh. or anyone else, uh, and join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com, entering the code Aria. A R Y A. That's it. Like from Game of Thrones. Oh, um, I get that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So use uh, the code Aria at manscaped.com. You get free shipping and 20% off your order. If you're going to buy your dad a Dad's Day gift, why not get a little discount and some free shipping? It makes sense to me. And I am one of the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> so thank you, Manscaped, for supporting the show. And uh, yeah, go give them, a, give them a look, manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. It's the strange thing about this is it feels like it's a prequel, but it feels like a reboot. Yes. Just like a complete wipe the slate clean. Hey, here's the stuff that we recognize to be good about Game of Thrones. Right. Without the ending. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, like it could work. I don't imagine it will get back to the things of like people gathering in bars to watch episodes all together and reacting to it. And sure. Shit. But I also feel like. We live in a different world. That's true. To when that was happening, in both the obvious way, but also even since Game of Thrones, or even maybe like even since the start of Game of Thrones, the media is even more fractured. You know, there's right. even less. There's even fewer shows that everyone watches. I, Game of Thrones might be the last, and might have done it to that phenomenon. Yeah. By ju- it's it's insane. So like Succession we, got there in terms of a social media general, you know, chatter response. Even like Euphoria, people sure. talk about shows like that, but like But there's not the watch parties, it doesn't Game feel of Thrones like. was in a different league yeah. for a longer time as yeah. well. Game of Thrones is more like the Breaking Bad thing where people were watching that or everyone was watching that, but then it's unbelievable how much it got wiped, even from people's <laughs> memories. I know. <laughs> people forget that they watched all of Game of Thrones for nearly a decade. Yeah. yeah. It's insane how much people did not like that ending. Yeah. Because I think it's impacted the careers of the cast. Like we talk about Absolutely. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington has been fine in some other stuff that I've seen him in, but fucking, why didn't everyone, like the brand guy? Never seen him in anything. Yeah. Oh, I guess Sam was in um, Moonshot, Moonfall, Peter whatever. Dinklage was big name and has right. been in less stuff than you'd imagine because all of these people were waiting out, at, like the Benioff and Wise guys, yeah. were waiting out this Game of Thrones contract so that they could 
immediately shoot to stardom in a movie. Yeah. Amelia Clark fucked up a Terminator movie. Yeah. and But she think, hasn't been in much more. I think she's in something coming up that looked all right. But, yeah, it's been three years and you, she was in, yeah, one bad Terminator movie. It's 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 unbelievable because, uh, you know, we've, we're on record on this very podcast <laughs> RSS feed. Yep. I'm saying like, oh, yeah, it was all right. Because the show had already gotten to the level of quality that was maintained in eight during season seven. Yeah, yeah, Season yeah. seven, I didn't like that much yep. and was ready for eight because seven wasn't very good. Yep. So we already saw, yeah, the 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 um the warning signs of things being rushed and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, bombing that hard <laughs> is fascinating. It's, it doesn't uh, yeah. happen often. No, like Chevy Chase yep. kind of had a similar, and I don't know what his season eight of Game of Thrones was, <laughs> but at some point people were like, "Who?" Yeah, and fucking ten years earlier they've been like. Hell yeah, Fletch. Yeah, yeah. I've watched every movie that this guy's in. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Sign me up. It's so cool yeah. to see them tr- like that still being a valuable enough thing mm. that they're trying again with this. Like it's almost surprising that House of the Dragon has been made. And I'm yeah. so excited to see how people react to it, even though I do think that it will probably be oh, kind of mild. Yeah. Well, it could be good. I saw some. I don't want to do a lot of speculation, but I did see. Right. I mean, this is the preview episode of this podcast. Yeah, that's why we're talking about like, wow, man, what's going on in the world? This is crazy because yeah. there hasn't been an episode out yet. No, um, <laughs> we didn't just miss one last night and yeah. uh, spinning the wheels. <laughs> uh, I think it might have been um, Filthy Casuals patron Pip. Uh, and friend of this show, who was like, oh, M- Matt Smith, maybe he's going to be the Sean Bean and get killed off at the end of the first season or Maybe. Something. He seems like the villain, though. I, I mean, agree, I agree. He's looking nefarious all the time. Yeah. That's the other thing is there's a bunch of dragons in this one. Yes. That's a big difference. Yes. Um, I just remember that because he was hanging around with dragons. He was hanging around, flying on one, I assume. I think so. There's a younger girl. Yep. Who is the one that Let's I think Viserys wants to chuck on the throne instead? A lot um, of the talk in this trailer is about like, well, there's never been a woman on the throne. True, yeah, yeah it certainly couldn't happen. And then Princess, um, oh yeah, they were saying Rhaenyra, right? Uh, no, I wasn't sure what they were saying in the, in the trailer. Caught Rhaenyra on a bad Kentucky too. So she. I believe looked to be on the back of one of these dragons. At yeah, some point. yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the whole thing with the Targaryens. They, well, it was up until a point. Exactly, they rule the world because they got these dragons, or yeah. they rule Westeros at least. Yes. Um, I uh, yeah. I'm, so, but yeah, apart from I, I like I know who Paddy Considine is, but he's not a huge name. Matt Smith, Reesefans. Oh, you don't need those big names in it too. They only had Sean Bean in in exactly the exactly. last one, and that was fine. I I, I assume that we're going to come to know and love Eve Best, Emma Darcy. Oh, Sonoya Mizuno is in it. She was in Devs. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's something that I'm trepidatious with about okay. this show. I don't know if I can give a fuck about the beginnings of <laughs> political dealings. Okay. People getting the flames stoked in their hearts again. Yeah. You know, people starting their little schemes. Right. I don't know if I can return to that point mm. in a similar story to mm. Game of Thrones without that feeling like, oh, this has all been done already. Right. You know what I mean? Well, they're different people. <laughs> they're different people, but history repeats. 
Yeah. You know, that's why I never bother. What I've seen a movie about World War II, so I'll never watch a movie about World War One Because <laughs> it'll just be the same sorts of things going on. Right. See, I watch movies about World War II all the time because history repeats. Right. So you've got to watch. It's always on. Yeah. My that's, personal history. That's why Back to the Future was always on TV. So... I don't know. I'm also trepidatious. I'm not sure if I've thought too much about what you know, um, the content. I know. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm kind of thinking for the first time now of what it will feel like to actually sit down and watch this show. Mm. And I don't know how you make a different show to Game of Thrones set in the same world. Mm. I don't know how you make this show stand out as being different from at least those first few seasons because, of Game of Thrones because they were of such a high standard, uh, and because the plot is surely going to be the same. Right. It is this family hates this family. One person does something cunty. The other family gets mad at them. Then someone betrays someone. Mm-hmm. Rah, rah, dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm excited to... I'm sure that these people know that. Right, of I'm course. I'm sure that the course. people making this show, similar to Better Call Saul, so that will yeah. be wrapping up soon. Yep. We've been talking about that on a different podcast. We do. <laughs> I love podcasts. Yeah, and we do a, we do three. That well, I do plenty, but like <laughs> the the interesting thing about Better Call Saul is that it was a prequel, and it was about the same sort of stuff, yes. but they've managed to find a tonal difference that has kept that show really engaging mm-hmm. and made it exciting mm-hmm. when it brushes up against what Breaking Bad did. Yes. If this show can do that, hey, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, it does feel different to me from, the, from what we've seen. Yeah. Like superficially, there are a lot of similarities. There are a lot of super fa- superficial differences too, like leaning yeah. into the dragon family and it being like a family who, yeah, the king must, might be a nice guy, but their whole thing is ruling with fear. <laughs> you know, like they've got nuclear. They've weapons. got nukes. That's yeah. that's it. They are the superpower, and exploring characters who are arrogant and and potentially corrupt have moral issues. And are in power could be an interesting difference. Yep. You know, we followed a lot of characters who were in power and the good guys, and trying to like deal with the machinations of the people who are a little bit less um, good. Yeah, Qu- quote unquote good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and these are different characters. These are different people with we assume well fleshed out and, and deep inner lives that sure. are going to yeah drive the, the plot in a different way. And people who have already read the, the, the story that this is based on will probably be able to answer this better than we can. But not having done that, my worry about the show is that it will feel like a revisit mm-hmm. in uh, an uninteresting way. My hope for the show is that it will feel like a redo and a tweak in mm. a fresh way of something that everyone agreed was great for ages. Yeah. <laughs> And now the negative reception to the ending has almost wiped the goodwill towards those initial parts mm. too. Mm. So, and, and, and tainted those in a way that people don't seem uh, willing to go on that journey again. So they really have to make a case for this being a different journey right. early on for um, lots of people and maybe myself to be interested yeah. in going down this path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I, like you said before, they must have thought about that. Right, exactly. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so that was the cool thing about watching that little behind-the-scenes thing and it having that weird kind of apologetic tone right. was them 
totally acknowledging and seeming to feel an immense amount of pressure from right. the place they're in, like culturally or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call mm-hmm. that word that I should uh, for my <laughs> fucking I don't know what I said that set off a Siri thing in this house. Yeah. It also we barely heard Siri. So how did it hear you so well? I don't know what she's yelling at me for. <laughs> I don't know if it could be picked up in the in, in the microphone either. So we'll just ignore it. Yeah. But uh after we spent a minute it talking about it. Genuinely sent a shot of adrenaline through my body thinking there was someone else in this house. Yeah. And now that I'm up, I'm going <laughs> to tell you everything that I thought was bad about the last season of Game of the But so yeah, finding a, a fresh way to do this that will make an early case to give this one a chance is going to be so key to anyone giving a shit about this. And they seem incredibly confident. They do. Right? Like They do. I was yeah, I was surprised at but it's like oh, actually, here's another thing. Yeah. Here's another thing that concerns me. And mm, it may be based on uh, the previous work of the director, maybe justified. I'm worried that they've gone for scale instead of quality. Right. Because like... As far as I'm concerned, scale is quality. (laughs) No. eat with that ethos. It's the... It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. Quality and quantity are only maybe one letter different. I haven't probably I haven't properly spelled them out in my head. One or two or three. One or two, but it's the same. Th- yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Like they've Game of Thrones was at its best when it was small scale. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, well, this guy knows this secret. He sold it to one other person, and the way it's going to affect impact the third person is going to be tragic. And when those big enough, when the bigger scale things had a small scale reason for happening. The reason that Battle Mm. of the Bastards was good is because it was a cool action scene where you actually hated the villain at the end of it, who was Ramsey, and you wanted the hero to get him. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I... Because they, yeah, we saw a lot of big sets and a lot of large groups of extras. And honestly, like bigger and more impressive than a lot of stuff in Game of Thrones from what I saw. And to be fair, it's the shit you chuck in the trailer. Yeah. You can't have those, like, if a trailer is just like someone going like, okay, here's the deal about my daughter and I'm going to tell you a friend. So I I can kind of see that. The thing I'm um, most excited about with this is if it's done well, I really think this could rinse out the mouths of everybody who had a bad taste left in there from the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I would love for that to happen because I think that with as many problems as there were that we talked about at length, Mm -hmm. that last series got a little bit of an unfair reaction. Definitely. And I would love for people to look upon that a little more kindly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm saying this about one of the most expensive TV shows ever. Show a little I've bit of compassion. I've never said that about a, t- a person <laughs> in my life. But that TV show deserves our respect. It does. It deserves... Treat people however you want. A bit of empathy. Yeah. Just put yourself in the position of that TV show. <laughs> Walk a mile in its showrunners. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But... You know, I, I I think this could maybe recalibrate how people view that show too. Hopefully, which and should I, be nice. I've seen for um, me as well because we've yeah. got such an attachment to it now. Totally, that the bad taste that left in people's mouths also felt like a taste that people were tasting from <laughs> our little tongues. <laughs> so that it's it, just, it is a shame to be like anytime I'm like 
when when any anytime people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do podcasts. It is a and, shame. <laughs> that is a true shame. And they're like, oh, what about? Um, I don't want to say video games. Yep. But now when I say Game of Thrones, they're like, oh, fuck, I hated that. And I, you know, I stand there being like, well, actually, I liked the last season and I thought it was a pretty good show overall. It, you know, yeah. it's, it is a shame that that's um, the, the persistent uh, memory and, 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 and image people have of Game of Thrones. It's bizarre, too, because me, I in general tend to get interpreted as being too negative. <laughs> yes. And so the one time I'm not, people are like, you're wrong still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow you've you've fucked it up again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quality is spelled very differently to quantity. <laughs> They're entirely different words no, with nitpicking. almost opposite that's meaning. That's nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes people do just forget about a ship. <laughs> and, uh, you've never done it? Yeah. Remember yeah. that ship that turned upside down? You've forgotten about that one. Mm. So you did forget a ship. <laughs> Case in point, QED, whatever that means. I yeah. think it means quality equals demand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely S- it. Same thing. But yeah, so I'm excited to 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 for Game of Thrones to change how it's viewed mm. in people's uh, minds, ideally. Yeah, I mean, it might end up being uh, a favourable comparison to uh, House of the Dragon. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I, that's the, I, I don't want Game of Thrones to also be, you know, an MCU. No. It, not no. everything I like. No, the Kit Harrington show feels extraneous to me. It feels I, yes. uh, unnecessary. It feels like they're going to make an animated one at some point. Right, I've heard right. chatter about that. Well, surely they wanted to do all of that as soon as season eight ended before they knew how season eight was going to be the received. bomb that must have put into some people's <sighs> A lot of contracts lives. would have got torn up, yeah. It would have been such a stressful time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... It's the weirdest show that's ever been made in some ways because it also came along at exactly the time where people's attitudes towards the media they passed the time with Mm -hmm. became so self-defining. Yes, yes. That people felt betrayed by it in a Game of Thrones twist sort of way. Mm. So in a way, they should respect it the most. It was People loved meta shit back in the 2010s. It's like Littlefinger stabbed you in the back. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see where people who are listening to this kind of land on how they feel about Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd love for people to to email us. Um, I believe it is ariatalkingtomepod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, we also made an Instagram, which is, like, the main thing people use now. So it's just Aria talking to me. Is that the main thing? I feel like that might be uh, a couple years behind. we got to get a Snapchat. Oh, we need a Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, kids are on TikTok. Well, we're not, we're not TikToking. I'll do it. Uh, I'm doing a dance right <laughs> he's now. He's doing a dance. I still think TikTok's about dancing. That's how <laughs> fucking old I am. But uh, yeah, you can contact us via whatever social media platform you use. If you use Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, uh, Gmail, let us know what you reckon about this show before it comes out and how you feel about Game of Thrones now. And also, I don't think I think we'll be trying to not talk about things in a like, you know, oh, what's globally and what do other people think and whatever. Yeah, when we're actually yeah. talking about the show and the show's been on week to week, we'll talk about what we think of it. Totally. But I it, it, before it came on, it was uh, we're going to get back in touch, yeah, we'll meet up the week ahead, and that's right, have a talk about where things are at because 
is fucking weird. I'm surprised <laughs> so that even this one has gone ahead, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it must be good. That's the other thing is like right. they know the difference between good and bad. They know how much money is on the table to lose if there is a bad Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, true. Right? They must, The scripts must be good. The performances must be sick. They're like, getting behind it. They do have a fantastic TV director as one of the showrunners. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's going to be a good show. I am really hopeful because mm. I, I, I don't think in the first season mm. it's possible to make it incredible. Yeah, With true. a show like this, I think you have to have that time. I, and that was a lot of the problems people listed with the ending of Game of Thrones. People want time dedicated to this stuff exploring. Yes. But the story is a short story, so I imagine the overall story is on a smaller time frame. I don't know. Right. It might not be true. Right. But uh, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this shit still. Yeah. And anything that has so much time and money poured into it becomes interesting yes. usually. Yes, totally. So in, in one way or another. And yeah, because of the stakes. The stakes are not just, is this going to be a good show? It's everything we've just talked about. Yeah. And like, what fucking happened to David Benioff and Wise? I don't know. What are they doing now? Did they, they go off into space or something? I, but I, they just... Flew away into a, a, they the just clouds. Flew away. Yeah, on a dragon. Yeah. I reckon they just bought like a nice house in California <laughs> and yeah. have enough money to live comfortably for the rest of their lives. Maybe we'll find out one day in the future. But the fact that two hosts of the only Game of the Pog- Thrones podcast anyone ever thought to make mm-hmm. don't know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Suggests <laughs> they got <laughs> fucked. They got, they're in a shallow grave somewhere. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I I don't know that there's much more that we can speculate about. Um, We might as well just wait for the first episode of House of the Dragon. Yeah, this is more to say, hey, how are you? And and be back a week before the the proper show starts. We'll be trying to get episodes up as soon as possible after the show airs. As soon as humanly possible. First couple of weeks, we're in different countries. And so that's hard to do. Yes. But uh, we'll we'll generally be getting them out as quickly as we can after those episodes have been on the television. That is correct. Um, but fuck, it's weird to live in the future. <laughs> can you imagine? Man, when we first started doing that, the first episode of this podcast, being mm-hmm. like, we'll rewatch Game of Thrones and then watch the last season. It'll be so easy. And like I, <laughs> something about making that decision blew up some computer that was keeping everything in line yeah, somewhere yeah. in the simulation that I believe we live in. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm, I'm, it's, it's weird to be coming back to this thing because this podcast was pre-everything being weird. I'm excited to see the Adam Curtis documentary about our podcast oh, man. and the resultant you know, breakdown <laughs> of society and reality. I won't watch that because history just repeats, so I'll just go watch a World War II documentary again. That sounds good to me. Pretty um, weird time. <laughs> you can watch whatever you want between now and uh, next Monday slash Sunday, um, but uh, yeah, we'll be watching House of the Dragon season one, episode one. In a oh, week, roughly. I wonder what if the theme song is going to be the same. So there was a little bit in that trailer of the do 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 in in like the uh, the the behind the scenes thing. Yes, but it will have a different thing with that motif in it. Is my guess. I think that might probably, be out there by now. But. Pro- yeah, that's true. I think you're probably right. How can you change? Like it's so iconic. You'd have to. You'd have to chuck it in there. Yeah. 
just embrace it. You're making more Game of Thrones stuff. Right. You're making good shit. If Star Wars can get away with it for this fucking long, that's a great point. Then you can absolutely do it with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everyone hates every Star Wars movie. <laughs> And it's the most valuable intellectual property in the world. Yeah. There's no point in art. (laughs) We'll be back in a week to explore that further. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think uh, ahead of time. And uh, we'll talk to you in one week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.